1: number one sports talk show is on and now starting an hour earlier welcome inside the radio octagon this is the sports cage on 620 ckrm filling in for michael Ball here's sean Kleisinger.
2: hey welcome in stay a while it's a short edition of the sports cage today but we are still here for one hour and 30 minutes Taking you all the way up to countdown and kickoff. That's where Daniela Ponticelli, Wes Cates, and Andrew Green will be filling in for Don Hewitt this week. So I can't wait for this game tonight. Ooh, baby. It's gonna be a good one. I mean, both teams, we've been talking about it on the sports cage this week. Both uh, both teams hold their destinies in their own hands. So the Calgary Stampeders, if they win tonight, if they win out, it doesn't matter what the Saskatchewan Rough Riders do. The Stamps will be in the playoffs. But if the Ruffies win, ooh, you can clinch third place and a spot in the West semi-final for your Saskatchewan Rough Riders. So uh, a lot riding on tonight's game and cannot wait to uh, head to Calgary. We will head to Calgary at 6.30 Saskatchewan time for... Uh, The Rider Nation pregame show with Michael Ball and Luke Mullender. Daniela Ponticelli will be uh taking us from 4.30 to 6.30 on Countdown to Kickoff. And yours truly, Zinger, will be taking you from now until 4.30. A lot of numbers, a lot of times. Uh But let's just live in the moment here. Today's show is for Nelson Homes supplying home packages and RTMs for over 65 years. And it's only an hour and a half, but uh we are... Going to try to fit as much as we can into today's show. We are going to hear from Farhan Lalji from TSN at about 3.20. I believe Farhan is hosting uh, some CFL panels this week. I believe that's what he said because I was trying to calculate, you know, the time zone that he was going to be on. Something that I'm not very good at doing, but I think I got it down to a science uh, for today. So Farhan Lalji will be joining us at 3.20. And we had a great chat with Regina Pass General Manager Al Miller yesterday on the Sports Cage about uh, some of the big trades and acquisitions that have been happening for the red, white, and blue. And we will re-air some of that chat. Uh, for the bottom of the hour, Pat Chat today for the Canadian Brew House. Mark Stephen, the voice of the Calgary Stampeders, the longtime voice of the Stamps, will join us right at the bottom of the hour. And uh, yeah, his Stamps, they need a win tonight. I'm going to be grilling Mark. I'm going to be asking him, how are your vibes feeling? How are your vibes feeling? And uh, hopefully McMahon Stadium, by the way, has a you know a nice sea of green tonight. Fingers crossed. I know there's a lot of people from Saskatchewan that actually, you know, call Alberta home. So hopefully, you know, our fans in Alberta can just put our record aside for one night and head to McMahon Stadium and cheer on our greeting guys because, uh, hey, we need all the help we can get. And uh, I got a good vibe about this game. You know, I know Coach Craig Dickinson said this week that he's feeling very optimistic about this football game, and I'm right. Alongside with them, I got a good feeling about this game. And just imagine the vibe. If the riders can pick up a win tonight, how good Rider Nation will be feeling compared to how we felt after that Hamilton game this past weekend. It'll be, I don't know if it will be a complete 180 or 360, whatever terminology you want to use, but it will be, a, you know, almost there. You know, it will it, be a good vibe going into the last regular season game. Uh, so this is a big game. So Mark Steven, the voice of the Stamps, bottom of the hour. And uh, I wasn't here when this conversation happened. So uh, maybe if you missed it as well, that's why we have a sports cage Rewind. Uh, at around 345-350, we will re-air a chat that Michael Ball had with the voice of hockey in Canada, Chris Cuthbert. Yeah, uh, he joined Balzi on the Sports Cage on Tuesday, I believe. October 10th was the date. So if you missed that conversation, we will have it for you at around, uh, f- yeah, 350. And then to kick off our two, uh, Julio Caravada, uh, the Keller voice of the BC Lions will be joining me. The BC Lions kick off the first half of the double dip tonight. Yeah, it's a double header tonight in the CFL. The BC Lions and the hammer to take on the Hamilton Tiger Cats and that game i believe kicks off at 5 p.m so julio caravada nice enough to join us right before his broadcast starts and uh, of course your clutch performer as well so we're going to try to jam as much as we can into a you know a regular three-hour show except this time it's an hour and a half here on this friday for nelson Holmes. and as always Don't be afraid. Text me up on the text line. Powered by Capital GMC Buick Cadillac 306-936-6262. How are your vibes? feeling for tonight. I already mentioned my vibes are feeling pretty good. You know, I got a little pep in my step. It sure, hey, I'll tell you, it sure feels like a game day here in downtown Regina. You know, just kind of wandering around at lunchtime. I saw a couple people, or not a couple people, I saw a lot of green jerseys downtown Regina. So the rider spirit, as far as I could see, still up there. And hey, why not? Let's be optimistic. I already talked about the 1981 Ottawa Rough Riders yesterday, they had five wins, and I know that's a long time ago, you know, 40 years, whatever. But hey, if a team in the past could have made it to the Grey Cup with five wins, we already have six, baby. So uh, tonight we are going for seven, and I got a good vibe about it, but uh, we shall see Uh, by the time kickoff comes around 7.30 p.m. is the start time. And other news across the Canadian Football League today, the Toronto Argonauts, their load management shuffle is set to continue against the Ottawa Red Blacks here on Saturday. But uh starting quarterback Chad Kelly, he will be getting a start, it looks like, for the double blue. So it's kinda I'm kind of curious about that. They sat Chad Kelly when the Argos went head to head with the bombers in Winnipeg a couple weeks back, and then since then, Chad Kelly's back in the lineup. So uh, that's quite interesting right there. Maybe this is a little bit of a tease. Maybe it's just for the Argo psyche, you know? Who knows? I'm not Ryan Dinwiddie, but uh, that's going to be an interesting game coming up here. I know the Ottawa Red Blacks, their fans would just do anything for a nice win against the Toronto Argonauts. And also some more news out of the quote-unquote six today. I think that's what the kids call Toronto, Ontario, right? The Toronto Argonauts have signed defensive coordinator Corey Mace to a contract extension that will keep him in the double blue at least through the 2024 season. And I say, yeah, why not? Has done one heck of a job in charge of that defense for the Toronto Argonauts. Ever since that Grey Cup victory last year, the Argos are just rolling along. And uh this just came across the wire, I want to say, well, within the past half hour... And it comes in for news in Ratterville. Radnor safety Jaden Dalkey. He was fined for a hit uh, this past week versus the Hamilton Tiger Cats. So Dalkey was fined for this hit on I think it was Keandre Smith that happened on. It was deemed to be you know an unsuspecting player, and so Jaden Dalkey he got a he got tagged with a fine. And originally selected, of course, in the sixth round of the 2022 CFL draft. I mean, Jane Dahlke, you don't need me to tell you he's been, uh, pretty good at the safety position when he's been out there. He kind of battled through an injury a bit earlier on, but, uh, also find in week 18. Speaking of those Ottawa Red Blacks, offensive tackle Dino Boyd, he delivered a, a big time hit on Montreal Alouettes linebacker, Darnell Sankey. So, uh, yeah, it's not very often you see an offensive player getting tagged with a fine when he lays a block on a, you know, a defensive player, but hey, Never say never. Here we are, October 13th, and Dino Boyd, offensive tackle for the Red Blacks, tagged with a with a fine. So uh, that's the news. You're all up to date in the Canadian Football League and the National Football League. Yes, we all know yesterday Taylor Swift was in the crowd for the Kansas City Chiefs game at Arrowhead Stadium. And by no surprise, it was kind of a snoozer. Just a typical Thursday night football game, I feel like. The Chiefs did come away with a win over the De- uh, uh, over the Denver Broncos, so... Yeah, I, hopefully you didn't put any money on the Denver Broncos because uh that would have not have been smart. But uh that's the news in the National Football League. Of course, we are gearing up for a big Sunday. But uh really, right now, happening in the world of sports, we have our CFL football, and in full swing right now is Major League Baseball because yesterday, the Philadelphia Phillies, Beat the Atlanta Braves at home. 3-1 to was the final score. So the Phillies won that series three games to one. And with that win yesterday, the Philadelphia Phillies have advanced to the National League Championship Series. And who would have predicted this series at the beginning of the year? Check this out. National League Championship. Who do we got? Well, we have the Philadelphia Phillies taking on the Arizona Diamondbacks. It's quite interesting, isn't it? So game one of the American League championship between the Astros and the Texas Rangers will go down on Sunday. And game one in the National League will be on Monday. And of course, Regina Pats, they're under the orange top tonight. The Red Deer Rebels in town. Back-to-back home games to take you into the weekend. And not only back-to-back home games, but you can also go to these home games 20% off tickets on ReginaPats.com. So uh, if you're kind of, you know, mulling around thinking, oh, I wonder what I'm going to do this weekend, check out the Pats play. They have uh, the Red Deer Rebels tonight, and then tomorrow night, the Lethbridge Hurricanes are in town for a 7 o'clock puck drop. It's also a 7 o'clock puck drop tonight. And if you can't make it to the game tonight, the game will be broadcasted on RM2 on six twenty ckrm.com you just head to the homepage, you click the banner and then voila you will be listening to dante de uh, call regina pats hockey we are going to take a break on the other side we will hear from tsn's farhan lalji as uh, he is getting set for a big week in the canadian football league i'm sean kleisinger flying solo today in the big chair as we get set for countdown to kickoff coming up at 430 with Daniela Ponticelli, you are listening to the Sports Cage for Nelson Holmes on 620 CKRM.
1: Where Saskatchewan sports fans come to talk. This is the Sports Cage
2: on Sports Radio 620 CKRM. Alright, back inside the sports cage I'm Sean Kleisinger I'm going a thousand miles per hour today Working the board I'm on the air I feel almost as versatile as Mr. Farhan Lauji At TSN Who joins us now on the Western Pizza Hotline How you doing today, Farhan?
3: Zinger, good, thanks for having me I'm just arguing with Milt Stiegel about college football uh, Yes right, uh, so We're about to get started with our CFL stuff
2: Yes. Yeah, so uh, Milt, Milt's smarter than me, we all know this so uh, you cheer for the Washington Huskies, Farhan. I Massively, think that, that, yes, that's safe to say, yes, right?
3: Uh, yeah. If I wasn't in Toronto hosting the panel this week, I would be at Husky Stadium with 68,000 of my closest friends.
2: And uh, Milt Steagle would be cheering for his alma mater, I'm suspecting. Is that his uh, team?
3: I think so, yeah. But Oregon's not his team.
2: Yeah. No, I mean, like uh, we're, just, we're debating the merits of the Pac-12 versus the SEC. Oh, I see. Okay. So Milt Stegall, that that would be obviously the college team that he rides with. But that's not the convert. That's not the argument that you're having with them, right? No, no, not at all. I see. Okay. Not at all.
3: Well, we got to get ready for the big show tonight. Two big games could you at this time of year? You know, it's uh, who would have thought like Saskatchewan and Calgary with given their success or lack thereof the last couple months would be. Dealing with games of this magnitude with just a couple of weeks left in the season.
2: Yeah, it's it's interesting, isn't it? Because when you think about it, the Calgary Stampeders, they still hold, you know, their playoff fate in their own hands. If they just win, it doesn't matter what the Saskatchewan Rough Riders do. But on the other hand, if the Rough Riders just win tonight, that's all they need to get the you know, the third spot in the playoffs. So I feel like we say it a lot every single week, you know, this is like a quote unquote must win game, but this really is like a huge game for both teams tonight.
3: Yeah, absolutely, for the reasons that you said, right? And you've got BC and, and Hamilton playing ahead of time, and I think Hamilton's going to win that game. I think the Ticats are playing really well these last two weeks, and BC's got going to have a hangover coming off their game of the year loss against Winnipeg having to get on, the, on a flight and come out here to the east. So if Hamilton wins that game and BC is done as far as their movement, right, where they're locked into second, first place is off the table, even though we know it pretty much is now, but officially off the table – then, if you're Calgary and you think, "Look, if we can pull this game out, mm-hmm. now we're going to play a Winnipeg and a BC team in back-to-back games to finish the season," and they're going to be resting guys and they're not going to be interested, so we got a chance, right? And if you're if you're um, Saskatchewan for the second straight year, you're going through this, right? Seven game slide last year, five game slide this year, but you, you know you can make it all right. Uh, and I know there's a lot of turmoil there because you know in, in Calgary. Nobody's talking about change, right? Big-picture change Mm -hmm. above. But in Saskatchewan, I know the fans are calling for that. So, um, you know, that's all out there as well, right? So certainly... Uh, a lot to play for for the people involved in Calgary and Saskatchewan right now.
2: What are your vibes like for the game tonight? Like, are, are you leaning one way or the other? I know maybe you're not into the prediction business, but uh, I feel like there's about half the fan base in Saskatchewan are that are kind of like in the dumps, but the other half are kind of thinking, "Hey, like 1981 Ottawa Rough Riders went to the Grey Cup with five wins. We got six already. Let's do this thing." Where where are your Where are you sitting at? Yeah,
3: You know, and even Calgary, right? I mean, mm-hmm. they've had 500 teams right with. Mar- Marcus Crandall getting to the, to the big game, and um, I don't know, you know, like, I'll be, I'll be honest with you, you know, the game being in Calgary, and they're supposed to have a pretty good crowd, 25,000 they're expecting, depending on what the weather looks like here, so, you know, I think there'll be some engagement, but part of me really feels like Calgary has checked out the last couple of weeks, um, and it, just talking to players there, there has been so much adversity around that team with regards to injuries, really everywhere but the quarterback position, And, um, I like, I, I think there is a part of them, given what they're, what they've been used to for so many years, that, that just kind of feels like, let's just kind of get this over with and get on to next year. And, you you know, certainly no one's ever going to admit that, but that's just, you know, having been there in the last couple of weeks and just the body language around it. But, it's going to come down to which coach can get the most out of his players, just from a buy-in standpoint, for sixty minutes. And I know that sounds cliche, but you have to believe that both of these teams are just teetering on the brink of just saying enough. Yeah. And so, you know, which team's more likely to do that? Which, you know, that, that's it's so hard to say. I mean, you know, I, I could lean back and say, look, uh, I like I like Jake Mayer better, and therefore, I'm going to think Calgary's going to win. I don't think it's that simple, but like. Wouldn't shock me if Saskatchewan pulls this out, uh, just simply because um, you know they, they've been better. They haven't been struggling as long. They've they've got a bit more. Um, I guess, from a motivation standpoint, you asked me about the vibe. Mm-hmm. I think Saskatchewan is closer to finding what it's about than what Calgary is.
2: Yeah, Riders sitting at six and ten. The Stamps at four and eleven. This is a uh, TSN's Farhan lousy with us here on the Western Pizza Hotline. I saw the news come uh, across the wire today that. Uh, Uh, Toronto Argonauts quarterback, Chad Kelly. He is uh, set to start once again uh, versus the Ottawa Red Blacks. Do you make anything of this? Because, you know, a lot of people kind of thought that maybe he was going to rest multiple games, but it only kind of seems like that he was resting for that bomber game. And then all of a sudden, Chad Kelly's back in in the lineup. Do you read anything into that? Or do you think it didn't matter who the Argos played on that day? Chad Kelly would have uh, not gotten the start. It just kind of seems interesting that that's the one game that he doesn't uh, play yeah
3: and to be truthful I, like it doesn't surprise me they didn't play in that game right i have said this before like there is some psychological preservation associated right. with not going into Winnipeg and playing Winnipeg, and they were able to you know take that off the table um you know and uh now I think Ryan Dinwiddie does feel that the offense looks a little bit out of sync, and he wants to make sure they get back in sync, and that means playing Chad Kelly. Now, will Chad Kelly play from start to finish? No, but I think if they can get, you know, a quarter of action in and he can score twice on three drives, I think they'd be more than happy to pull him out at that point and say, okay, we've seen enough, and just go in that regard. But they've got to feel good about where they are. They've got to feel sharp. And when you're starting, even if you're not playing a lot, when you're starting, you prepare the week like the starter. And I think that matters as well. So I just think they want to make sure that um, – this is uncharted territory for these guys, as players and staff, to be this uh, far in front, to have this little to play for, to try to maintain your edge. So they they got to try different things to get there.
2: Yeah, the Ottawa-Toronto game wraps up Week 19 in the Canadian Football League. And Farhan, you're uh, hosting the panel this week on TSN.
3: Yeah, I got to keep these guys in line. You got to keep on. Eagle, Dunnigan, and Sanchez. So, yeah, I got the dream team.
2: Hey, I saw, I I watched the BC Lions, and I think they were calling it the Gravy Bowl, right? That was the Gravy Bowl, the Blue Bombers and BC Lions the other week. Thanksgiving weekend, yeah. Yeah, you were on the play-by-play, did a great job. That's why I call you. You're the versatile man. Now you're on the panel. You could do play-by-play sidelines. You do it all, my friend. So, uh, can't wait to... The only
3: thing I don't do is host your radio show.
2: Yeah, well, maybe if you're in town someday, I'll call in sick and you can guest host. How's that sound?
3: Done. (laughs) I'm in.
2: Hey, Farhad, thanks for your time today, my friend. Take care, Zinger. Enjoy the game. Thank you. That's TSN's Farhand Lousy joining us here on the Western Pizza Hotline as we get set for Week 19 in the Canadian Football League. And, yes, can't wait to see Farhan on the panel tonight. He's going to be keeping all those... Uh, characters in check, Milt Steagle, you name it, Maddie, Maddie Ice, Dunnigan, and, uh, it's gonna be a fun week in the Canadian Football League. If the Riders can pick up a win tonight, then we can say it's gonna be a fun week. But if it goes the other way, nah, just let's just scrap the week. We're gonna hit the break quick on the other side. We will hear from the voice of the Calgary Stampeders, Mark Steven, here on the Western Pizza Hotline. You are listening to the Sports Cage for Nelson Holmes on 620 CKRM. And back with your sports ticker. The new week in the Canadian Football League does kick off tonight. A double dip to get you going. The BC Lions and the Hammer to take on the Hamilton Tiger Cats at 5 p.m. And then the big one. And oh, I think big is an understatement. This is a colossal, a huge game for the Saskatchewan Rough Riders. And yes, for the Calgary Stampeders as well. The 6-10 Ruffies taking on the 4-11 and 11 Calgary Stampeders. And uh, kickoff will be shortly after 7.30. And the pregame show countdown to kickoff. Just under an hour from right now with Daniela Ponticelli, Wes Cates, and Andrew Green filling in for Don Hewitt this week. And then the Rider Nation pregame show will be on the air with Michael Ball and Luke Mullinder at 6.30. Taking you all the way up. To kick off, and uh, the week wraps up in the Canadian Football League tomorrow with the Montreal Alouettes in Edmonton and then the Ottawa Red Blacks in Toronto to take on Chad Kelly and the Toronto Argonauts.
1: Let's head ringside and check in with the oldest major junior hockey team in Canada. This is Pat Chat from your official voice of the Regina Pats, 620
2: CKRM. Friday's Pat Chat is for the Canadian Brew House. You can head on over to the CBH this weekend, catch all the NHL action, CFL action, NFL, you name it. They have a lot of TVs there, so you won't miss a minute at the CBH. Well, yesterday on the sports cage, we were joined by General Manager of the Regina Pats, Alan Miller, to talk about. A big trade that went down yesterday for the red, white, and blue. The Regina Pats traded 2004-born defenseman Leighton Feist to the Spokane Chiefs for 2004-born defenseman Jaron Brinson, a third-round pick in 2024 and a second-rounder in 2025. Pats general manager Alan Miller on the trade.
4: Well, Brinson and and Feist would, would certainly be considered different players. Feist is obviously a smaller defenseman that's got some offensive ability, Brinson is, you know, pushing six, three, six, four. He's got long reach, good mobility, more of a defensive defenseman. Um, He's going to play more PK and then PP and Feist, uh, um, you know, did some work for us on the power play. I I think, you know, from, from our perspective um, you know, when you look at the trade uh, you know, we believe that the trade keeps us competitive in terms of adding a veteran, you know, moving Feist out, adding a veteran defenseman. Um, You know, we had this trade in mind when we waived Stringer a couple of days ago and added another veteran defenseman in Carson Haynes. And, you know, this trade gave us the ability to stay competitive, but at the same time, um, you know, we really lack draft picks. We didn't have a first or second round pick in last year's draft. We don't have a first or third in next year's draft. Um, we want to build our team through the draft. We want to develop our players. Um, we need to have an eye on our future and, and, and adding draft capital. And, um, you know, this deal being able to add, you know, a second and third round picks, which are, you know, valuable high picks, um, you know, was an important part of the deal as well. Um, alongside, you know, adding a veteran D and, and allowing our team to stay somewhat competitive.
2: Yeah. And uh, you, you mentioned the names there as well. Uh, Carson Haynes claimed off waivers from the Vancouver Giants. Uh, talk about that move, and also uh, uh, the thought process that went into uh, releasing uh, Zach Stringer as well.
4: Well, we were at uh, we were at fourteen forwards. Uh, we had you know two young guys in Mushamansky and, and Allman, sixteen and seventeen year old guys that were here. Uh, we're in and out of the lineup, not really playing too much. Um, We had to get them going. We had to get down to 13 forwards. Uh, We have some injuries on the back end with Slaney and and, uh, Bridgman out. Um, Again, we had this deal in mind that we could be moving Feist, so wanted to add some experience on the back end with Haynes. So, you know, it was kind of a a look in terms of the future and development in in terms of Allman and and Mushramansky's opportunity. Uh, got us down to 13 forwards, gave us the depth on the back end to allow us to consider this Feist move as well. So, you know, it met a lot of things that we were considering in terms of what we wanted to do here, what we wanted to add, um, and
2: uh, and get down in some numbers, particularly up front. And two big home games coming up here for the Pats, the Red Deer Rebels tonight, followed by the Lethbridge Hurricanes in town tomorrow night. Both games under the orange top. and both games, you can get tickets for 20% off. ReginaPats.com, the place to go to claim your tickets. Tonight's game will be broadcasted on RM2 because the Rider broadcasts, yes, will be on the main network here. But if you want to hear Dante DiCaria, call Pats Hockey. 620 cklramcom the place to go. You'll see it right there on the homepage. You just simply click RM2 and you'll be listening to Regina Pats Hockey. Friday's Pat Chat.
1: It's time to step into the radio octagon. You're tuned to the Sports Cage on Saskatchewan Sports Radio six twenty
2: CKRM. All right, back inside the Sports Cage for this abbreviated edition on this Friday for Nelson Holmes. It's three forty one. I'm Sean Kleisinger, sitting in for Michael Ball because Balzy has a very important night ahead of him at McMahon Stadium, and this guy as well will be at McMahon Stadium. Calling the game for the Calgary Stampeders. It's the voice of the Stamps, Mark Steven, joining us here on the Western Pizza Hotline. Mark, how are you feeling about the game tonight? I know Ryder fans are excited, Stamps fans are excited, as much as you can be. I mean, both teams' records, not really good, I guess, is the way to put it. 6-10 and Rough Riders, 4-11 and Stampeders. But with that said, everything's still in front of these teams as long as they win their games.
5: Yeah, that's just it. And though this is pretty much a playoff game, it is a playoff game for the Stampeders. They're out of, uh, you know, losses right about now, and uh, they're in a situation where they just have to win. Uh, You know, under the regular format of the CFL, there won't be a home playoff game for the Stampeders. So this is the way it's going to have to be. This is pretty much a playoff game for the team right now. So uh, all on the line, they've uh, hung into this race thanks to the generosity of the Rough Rider over the last few weeks, but. you know, here they are. They're out of, out of second chances as of tonight here.
2: Yeah, I just chatted with TSN's Farhan lauji And Farhan, he gets the vibe that, you know, maybe the Calgary Stampeders have quote-unquote checked out. But you're around the team, you're around the facility, you cover this team, you have for a very long time. So I am going to ask the voice of the Calgary Stampeders, and, you know, it's maybe not a fair question to ask the voice because, you know, I don't want to put you in that spot. But uh, have the Calgary Stampeders, do you have any kind of vibe that they have, quote-unquote, checked out at 4-11? and
5: Nope. They're not playing well enough. They're Mm -hmm. still playing hard. They'll do a lot of things. I mean, they are setting up and getting a lot of, uh, you know, field goals. Uh, Jake Mayer has done a lot of good things, but clearly they've had way too many field goals and not enough touchdowns. I mean, uh, Renny Paredes has kicked more field goals uh, successfully than most teams have even tried. So that's their problem. Uh, you know, a team that uh, has checked out wouldn't be uh, mm-hmm. advancing the ball to at least do something. So no issues whatsoever with their effort. Lots of questions about their execution,
2: though. So if you could put your finger on maybe like one or two things that have hampered the Stamps team this year, we all know this is unchartered territory for, you know, Dave Dickinson's Calgary Stampeders at 4-11, and 11. what would you say has been the number one or number two problem? Is it just not capitalizing on field position, you know, scoring six points instead of three? Is it as simple as that? Or can you uh, notice anything else?
5: Well, that's certainly a big part of it. Uh, you know, they have 25 offensive touchdowns, which is the lowest in the league, but they do have 47 field goals, which is the most. But you can't live on field goals like that, and that's what they've done. For some reasons. there seems to be a big barricade that comes up at the 20-yard line, and the Stampeders just can't seem to move the ball into the end zone. It's been a problem. Uh, you know, Jake Mayer has done some good things at times. Uh, You know, all three units have had trouble coming together. I mean, there's been a couple of games where he's throwing four touchdown passes, and the team is zero and two in those games, so it's not the quarterback's issue. But there's other games he hasn't done well enough, and uh, the defense, uh, you know, has stepped up. So it's uh, been a combination of things. They've also had a horrible stretch of injuries. I know every team has them, uh, starting with Saskatchewan at quarterback. So maybe this doesn't have the most sympathetic audience. But they've had their lineup constantly rotated. Today they're out without uh, Reggie Begelson, their all-star level receiver. But uh, you know, it's been those two things. I would say lack of consistency and a rotating cast brought on due
2: Injuries. And how do you see the Saskatchewan Roughriders uh, tonight? You know, a big letdown this past weekend. You know, it was uh, a day in which the team was honoring George Reed. The 2013 Grey Cup team was in attendance. And, you know, the fan base is a bit salty right now. And, you know, for fair reasons. Uh, how do you think uh, this Roughrider team will respond tonight?
5: Well, two things. First of all, I mean, you can almost directly trace the Rough Riders' woes to the last time these teams played when Trevor Harris went down, and they've struggled uh, quite mm-hmm. a bit since that time. You know, specifically to the emotional temperature of the team, I'm probably not the best person to ask about that, but, you know, there's obviously a lot to play, uh, play fair. I'm well aware that, uh, you know, the big guns are trained on Mosaic Stadium for every corner of both Regina and the province, so they've got to pull something out, and, uh, you know, it's been a, quite a spiral. I mean, five and in a row uh, has kept the Stampeders in the race because they lost three in a row. So we'll see if the Rough Riders can respond. It was not a particularly uh, satisfying effort last week. I watched it, and you're right, a lot of emotion in the stadium except on the field. So we'll see if they can pull it out and uh, see if Jake Dolagala can get the uh, Rough Rider offense going.
2: And has it been talked a lot about in the Calgary region this week the the fact that I you know I opened up by saying you know the Stampeders they. Hold everything in their own hands If they beat the Rough Riders I know it's a tough schedule ahead They got the BC Lions I believe next week in Vancouver And then at home versus Winnipeg But if the Stampeders Just take care of their own business It doesn't matter what the Rough Riders do I mean that must be You know posted on a bulletin board Somewhere in the facility <laughs> <laughs>
5: Well, I think a lot of them, I mean, the players I talk to and coaches are all kind of shocked that, uh, you know, despite the Stampeders' struggles, they're still very much in the thing. I yeah, that's crazy. You know, one of them will qualify with, like, a six-win season to get into the playoffs, so that's obviously not a very, uh, you know, successful regular season, but who knows what will happen in the uh, postseason. But uh, obviously it's a good situation for, uh, you know, the Stampeders, assuming they win today, because I don't know what kind of lineup uh, BC will dress in their last game. I don't know what kind of lineup Winnipeg plans to dress in their last game. It's interesting, but the Stampeders have to worry about the Stampeders and not scoreboard watch everybody else. Just watch their own scoreboard in McMahon Stadium tonight.
2: Yeah, can't wait for the game tonight, Mark Stephen, voice of the Calgary Stampeders. Thanks for uh, giving me a couple minutes today and uh, chatting for Radder Nation.
5: Yeah, it's going to be a little overcast here, a little cool. I would say it's a fall-like day, but uh, I don't think we'll have any precipitation during the
2: game. And hopefully a lot of green in the crowd, right, Mark? (laughs)
5: <laughs> well, they, here's what they did See, that's a great myth The Saskatchewan fans make themselves better known That's what, That's why they're so visible But it's still not a great portion of the crowd But they are visible, I'll give them that
2: so there you go. Hey, Thanks, my friend, we'll talk to you soon
5: Okay, sounds good, thank you
2: That's Mark Stephen, the voice of the Calgary Stampeders Joining us here on the Western Pizza Hotline. And we're gonna head a break here, have a quick segment, and then break for the four o'clock news, and then on the other side we will hear a sports cage rewind as Balsey caught up with the voice of hockey here in Canada, Chris Cuthbert. That's coming up at four o five. You are listening to the Sports Cage for Nelson Holmes on six twenty, CKRM. Our house is
1: your house Welcome inside the sports cage On Saskatchewan Sports Radio 620 CKRM
2: Ah yes, welcome inside the sports cage It's 352, 10 degrees outside here in the Queen City And we are inching closer to Countdown to Kickoff With Daniela Ponticelli Wes Cates And a nice guest co-host today Andrew Green As uh, Andrew is filling in for Don Hewitt this week That's coming up right at 4.30. And uh, Michael Ball, he's all set in Calgary right now. In Cowtown, Canada. Doesn't quite have the ring as, you know, Cowtown, USA. I don't know what Cowtown, USA is. Maybe like Dallas, Texas or something like that. But uh, Cowtown, Canada. Ah, I can maybe work with that. Calgary, Alberta. It's funny. Anytime that you walk through the Calgary uh, airport, The people working there are wearing cowboy hats. Doesn't matter what month it is, they're wearing cowboy hats. It's kind of a cool vibe. You just know exactly where you are when you get off the plane in Calgary, Alberta. And uh, we have a text on the text line, powered by Capital GMC Buick Cadillac, 306-936-6262. Tommy and Davidson, how you doing, my friend? Tommy says, sorry, Zinger, my hope and faith for the riders Is super low. Low. Sadly, riders probably stumble again, says Tommy and Davidson. And yeah, I can feel your pain, Tommy, because I think a lot of rider fans feel the same way. But uh, I always go back to the old cheesy movie, Any Given Sunday. Remember that? Al Pacino stands up in front of Eddie, uh, stands up in front of the whole team and goes inch by inch, play by play, until we're finished. We're in hell right now, gentlemen. Believe me. And either we can stay here and get the bleep kicked out of us, or we can fight our way back into the light. We can climb out of hell. Inch by inch, play by play, something like that. I was on a roll there, then I lost it. But uh, that was El Pacino. I did my best El Pacino uh, impression. That was him in any given Sunday. And Now, I don't know if Coach Craig Dickinson is going to be giving any Al Pacino-type speeches in the locker room on this any given Friday. But it rings true when it comes to the game of gridiron football. All you have to do is have a good week of preparation. Even if you don't have a good week of preparation, all that matters is when the ball's kicked off, you just never know what can happen. And that's... The thought process that I'm going to be riding with, Uh, I am riding with the thought that if the Saskatchewan Rough Riders could just show up and uh, put together a couple good quarters, three good quarters, four good uh, quarters, who knows, maybe the Riders can win this football game tonight, but we shall see. Countdown to kickoff on the air at 4.30 with Daniela Ponticelli. I'm Sean Kleisinger filling in for Michael Ball, who is in Calgary, getting set to call the game tonight. We will have your sports cage Rewind on the other side of the news, and Colin Lovequist and Gloria Evans will take us there.
1: Saskatchewan's number one sports talk show is on. And now, starting an hour earlier, welcome inside the Radio Octagon. It's the Sports Cage on 620 CKRM. Filling in for Michael Ball, here's Sean Kleisinger.
2: I asked yes, 22 minutes until countdown to kickoff with Daniela Ponticelli, Wes Cates, and Andrew Green filling in for the Professor Don Hewitt today as the Saskatchewan Rough Riders taking on the Calgary Stampeders tonight at McMahon Stadium. And you won't miss a minute, quite literally, because we will have about a nine, 10 hour broadcast. Once countdown to kickoff is on the air, we'll have the two hour pregame show edition with Daniela Ponticelli. And then we'll have the one hour Rider Nation pregame show. And then about roughly three hours of game action. And then the fifth quarter after the game for about 30, 45 minutes. And then, yes, who knows how long the sports cage radio roundtable will go. Hopefully we will be talking. I about a big Saskatchewan Rough Riders win tonight? Today's show is brought to you by Nelson Homes, supplying home packages and RTMs for over 65 years. And all of our guests, as they always do, appear on the Western Pizza hotline. Back into the fall routine yet? Well, you can take a night off and let Western Pizza do the cooking tonight. That sounds pretty good right now. And if I'm not mistaken, I do believe I saw some Western Pizza make make its way into Harvard Studios today for lunch. And I missed out on it. I went back there and all the boxes were empty. Can you believe that? I shed about two tears. Hopefully, no tears will be shed tonight as the Rough Riders... You hear it a lot, must win, must win, must win. Well, this is as close as it gets to a must win just for the psyche of the team. It's a must win for Calgary. They have to win this football game because if the Stampeders went out, don't look now, but the Stamps would be in the playoffs. I have to say that really softly so not many people can hear me. But it's going to be a fun one. It's been a fun week in the sports cage as well. Uh, I missed this conversation because I was not in on Tuesday, and if you missed the conversation as well, that's why we have the sports cage rewind for moments just like this. Because earlier this week, on Tuesday, to be exact, the voice of your Saskatchewan rough Michael Ball, caught up with the voice of Canada here in. Or the voice of hockey in Canada, I should say. Maybe the voice of Canada, too. I don't know if he's planning to be prime minister anytime soon, but hey, I'd vote for Chris Cuthbert. This is the Sports Cage Rewind, a conversation that Ballsy had with Chris Cuthbert earlier this week. <laughs> It's the voice
0: of hockey in Canada, Chris Cuthbert. Chris, we were thankful for Connor Bedard here for a handful of years. It was a brief but great time. He opens tonight, Chicago against Pittsburgh. His, uh, His hockey idol, Sidney Crosby, what a thrill that's going to be for him.
6: Yeah, it's amazing the way the schedule is set up for him. He's he's got some uh, big games in the opening week of his uh, uh, of his NHL career, and and it will be special tonight. It's a great way for the league to start too, uh, because uh, you know uh, how many eyeballs will be on that game to watch uh, uh, Connor Bedard in his debut, and uh, let's find out if he has kind of uh, the same magic that Sidney Crosby had very early in his career. That's that's a tall order, but it looks like the kid's going to be up to it.
0: Yeah, so uh, what do you think? How do you think he's going to do this year? I know you're into calling plays, not making predictions, but you know, you've uh, seen enough hockey. How do you think Connor's going to do this year? Well, I I
6: I hope that the preseason was uh, a bit of a barometer, and, and you always caution yourself in how much to judge from preseason, but uh, he looks like he belongs. He looks like he's as special as we all believed he was going to be, and uh, I, I think he can make an immediate impact. He's in an interesting situation because the Blackhawks are not a great team, which means he'll get a lot of ice time, but the Blackhawks do have some people that they can surround him to make him uh, to make his uh, first steps in the league successful. So to play with a guy like Taylor Hall is a, is a huge bonus. To to be in the same room as a veteran like Corey Perry uh, is special. So even though the Hawks are probably not going to win a lot of games this year, I. I, I I think that Bedard can, can, uh, can show well and make an impact very early.
0: I was in my first year with the Regina Rams junior football team at 18. What was Chris Cuthbert doing at 18? Because I marvel this guy's in the NHL at 18 and all eyes are on him.
6: Wow. Uh, yeah, I was, uh, I was, uh, I wasn't even in a broadcast booth. I know that. (laughs) I think that came about a year or two later at Queens, but, uh, I was probably breaking curfew and, and not doing my homework (laughs) at 18.
0: I love it. Hey, Chris, uh, we talk about Bedard's first NHL game. Do you remember your first NHL game in the booth?
6: I, I do. It was, uh, Man, it was about uh, almost to the day in, in 1984 in Calgary, and uh, I, I did a, a, a Quebec Nordique Calgary flame game, and uh, I was I was lucky enough that it was only a Southern Alberta broadcast, so I, I, not a lot of people were watching. And, you know, it's funny you ask, because it was my career goal to work on Hockey Night in Canada and my first game was then, and I barely remember any of it. It just kind of it flew by. And I remember a couple years ago looking back at that game, and I think it finished something like eight five. It was wild, and and I, I guess somebody reminded me that the quote of the day was that uh, I'm not sure how. Or, uh, my quote after doing the game was, uh, I, I'm I'm not sure how I did, but I couldn't have asked for a, a more exciting game to to do my first. So. <laughs> Yeah, but uh, that was a long time ago. That was uh, that was uh, again 1984 was my first official hockey night in Canada game.
0: You know, I'm uh, I'm I'm not an Ottawa Senators fan, but I'm kind of excited for uh, excited for the new look Senators, new owner, new uh, new pathway. There, uh, they're going to have a tough uh, tough road to hoe in the East, but I think they could sneak in i I do too i I'm excited
6: about the Senators because the ownership has really been sorted out. Michael andlower is a tremendous guy i uh, uh, he he had great success in junior in Hamilton with Steve Steyos. He's brought Steyos in. He's done all the right things so far. Cyril Leder's been brought back as the president uh, of business operations, and and, and Leader was a good man who uh, left because of uh, problems with Eugene Melnick and just the way things were being run. I think they're doing all the right things. Uh, the one caveat for me is uh, the Josh Norris situation uh, because because that's troubling. He, he is a, an outstanding player and would, uh, would, uh, well, if he can't come back, creates a, an enormous hole in the lineup. Uh, and they don't have Shane Pinto, so to, to start the season without what should be your number two and three centers is a problem. Uh, but I did see Stutzla in in the preseason uh coming off a 90 point season uh I think Stutzla's going to be even better I, he looks like uh he looks like a superstar top 10 kind of guy in the league now and uh I think he's going to be special to watch and they've also got a great blue line uh, with uh, the acquisition of Chikrin and uh, Thomas Shabbat and Jake Sanderson is uh, mm-hmm. is going to be special too. So uh, I, I I like Ottawa, but uh, I'd like them even more if Josh Norris and Shane Pinto were playing.
0: Stanley Cup or bust for Edmonton. If not this year, next year. I mean, it's all the chips are on the table now. You think, Chris?
6: For sure. Um, and, and I, I see everybody or a lot of people, uh, with the early season prognostications and, and I can't argue, uh, but if you want to, if you want to, you know, you you can, you can look at that top six and say, that's the best in the league. Uh, but I, I still have some concerns on the blue line, although Matias echo makes a huge difference. And now he gets to play for the, for a full season, although he didn't play in the preseason, which right. is a minor concern. Uh, goaltending has to be better. So they, they probably beat Vegas if their goaltending was better than Vegas last year, but it, it wasn't. And, uh, that, that will be one of the areas of concern, but uh, uh, lots of reason to be optimistic in Edmonton.
0: How about the uh, the partners down the highway there, the Calgary Flames? They had a bad year last year, certainly under their expectations. They juggled things all over the place. Coach, GM, how do you think they'll do? Bounce back year? Yeah, I think it will be. Uh, I think there was too much talent there
6: that, uh, uh, for for them to uh... stub their toe again i i i think there's a a, a different atmosphere Um and, and i i think we'll see a bounce back here for calgary and this is this is the uh... this is the worst hot take and maybe sounds like <laughs> i'm patronizing but i think i really do think every canadian team is going to be better than they were last year and the only caveat is edmonton and toronto might not be better in points but i think they'll be better in the standings. so one way or another i think in the regular season every canadian team can say we're going to be better than we were last year
0: yeah and so let's uh, wrap up uh, with the hockey talk the toronto maple leafs they got austin matthews inked up they've got a new uh, general manager who comes over from calgary does there seem to be a pretty good vibe around that team to start the year well there's a good vibe in front of every team before the year but what are the thoughts like in toronto
6: well, I, I, I think that, uh, everybody believes this is a better team. Um, I think, uh, guys like Max Domi and Tyler Bertuzzi make them better. I think there's a lot of excitement about Fraser Minton making the team, which is kind of, uh, you know, one of the young guys. Uh, now how long that is? Is he here for nine games? Is he here for the season? I, I you know, I'm, I'm, I'm a little suspicious that that might have uh some early season cap implications and that's why he's here. But he did look good in training camp. Uh I think Matthew Nice is a guy that uh is gonna have a good season. So um it's always revolved around the core four, but I think beyond the core four it's a better team. Like Edmonton, the questions are gonna be about uh about the blue line. Uh John Klingberg's been added uh, is that a big enough ad? That's, uh, that's a question to be
0: determined. All right. Lastly, everybody knows your voice from the Canadian football league and, uh, would remember from this time of year as we get towards the playoffs. I know you've uh, had your eye on the CFL. Just your thoughts on what you've seen so far in the CFL as we head uh, to the uh, final stretch of the, uh, regular season into the playoffs.
6: Well, before I do that, let me just, uh, offer my, my public condolences to, uh, to uh, George Reed and uh, uh, George Reed's family and and, and the whole Ryder Nation family because um that hit hard um and I was thinking as I watched some highlights of 1966 with George and uh taking handoffs from Ron Lancaster and seeing Hugh Campbell on the on the sidelines and, and I couldn't help but think the three of the most important people in the history of the Canadian Football League, were on that team, and and two are gone, and and we'll miss them terribly. Um, um, with that said, um, I, you know, I, I think this might surprise you, but I I've been I've been impressed with the improving vibe in Toronto about the Argos, and mm-hmm. and uh, you know they've had an amazing. Season, and Chad Kelly's an MVP candidate. Uh, and I, I think that the success of the Argos has finally drawn a few more eyeballs towards, uh, that team. And I, I hope that, uh, continues on an upward tick, uh, uh, through the rest of the year. But, uh, so it's Toronto, it's Winnipeg, and, uh, um, we'll see if BC or somebody else can, can, um, can change that. Uh, Hamilton's getting a little bit of momentum now, uh, which they didn't have early on in the year. And it looked like they might even miss the playoffs in a year where they'd host the great cup. But, uh, it looks like the Ticats are, uh, Are improving by the week And may be ready to make some noise
0: too Looking forward to hearing you in the booth Again, Chris Cuthbert, thanks for your time man. I appreciate it, enjoy this season We'll catch up with you down the line Always good talking to you, Michael, thanks
1: Time now for the Cage Clutch Performer On 620 CKRM Trey Turner He's got
5: one again Trey Turner Turns a slider around And puts the Phillies in
6: front His third hit of the game. A triple away from the cycle
0: already, and he gives the Phillies the lead. 104 off the bat, 403 feet. Now, we told you this game coming into it, Trey Turner 0 for 17, and now
5: he's 3 for 3 on five pitches here in game.
2: Yeah, and that was the game-winning run. Trey Turner-Homers for the Philadelphia Phillies as the Phillies take down the Atlanta Braves. So it's the Phils and the Arizona Diamondbacks in the National League Championship Series. Who would have predicted that one at the beginning of the year? On the American League side, we know it's an all-Texas matchup. The Texas Rangers taking on the Houston Astros. And Game 1 in the American League will go on Sunday, and Game 1 in the National League will go on Monday. Trey Turner is your Sports Cage Clutch Performer with that home run sending the Phillies into the National League Championship Series for Nick service in Emerald Park, your local Massey Ferguson Challenger, Rogator Gleaner and Fent Dealer. Give them a call at 781 1077.
1: The Sports Cage is your voice for football, not only in the province, but around Canada. This is the Sports Cage CFL Report. A look at what's happening in our three down game.
2: Yeah, all right, it's 427, getting set for countdown to kickoff with Daniela Ponticelli, West Cates, and Andrew Green. And your CFL report is brought to you uh, by Kevin's Marine. Kevin's Marine big partners with the Sports Cage. And what else can be said? This is a huge week in the Canadian Football League. A huge game for the Saskatchewan Rough Riders tonight. Riders sitting at six and ten. The Calgary Stampeders sitting at four and eleven. If the Riders win, they will clinch third place in the West Division. If the Calgary Stampeders win, well, then they hold their own fate in their own hands. And that's exactly what a team wants at this time of the year. If you just win your games, it doesn't matter what other teams do. But let's take the perspective that the Riders are going to pick up a big win tonight. I feel it in my bones. This has been a fun hour and a half. We are going to take a quick break here, be back on the other side with Countdown to Kickoff with Daniela Ponticelli. You have been listening to the Sports Cage for Nelson Holmes on 620 CKRM.